Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter and later on our podcast channel. Bit of an extra episode for you guys today. The match preview will be out on Friday morning with John. He's just away on a little break, so we're going to record that a day later ahead of the game with Palace on Saturday evening. But we are joined by our Chief Sports Writer, Lee Ryder. Uh, Lee, thanks for popping on to the pod. We're going to get some insight into the transfer window. It's January the 19th in Newcastle, yet to sign anyone. But uh, there's been plenty of links and plenty of rumours um, not just incomings, but outgoings as well. Lee, before we start looking at some of the stories that are out there, just kind of sum up what it's been like this window for you, because I think a lot of people maybe looked at the last January window and saw a lot of movement, movement and anticipated it to be maybe as busy as it was this time last year, but it has been different. From your point of view on you know, reporting on it, how has it been for you so far in the, the opening few weeks? Uh, well, it wasn't a, a big shock that there wasn't this flurry of early transfers uh, because we were literally sort of briefed about that and warned that it wasn't going to be like last year. And I think that message sort of went out there anyway. So from a point of view of this being at this transfer friends in Newcastle spending loads of money, no one expected that in the early part of the window. The one thing Eddie Howe's consistently said is thing, things could change. and you know, there's still best part of two weeks to go. And I think Eddie's been pretty good with the supporters in terms of, you know, he hasn't led them down a certain sort of path. He's been pretty accurate with what he said. When there's nothing happening, he said, look, there's nothing happening. Uh, but he's also said things things could change and it uh, looks like things are just starting to, I wouldn't say hot up because we're, we're not quite there yet, but... Uh, Things are starting to develop behind the scenes where there could be movement, outgoings, and then you know possibly ingoings in the in the last uh, last throws of the window. Do you think Newcastle have anticipated acting later in the window because of how good their January transfer window last year and how good their summer transfer window this year has been? You know, it's not a case of you know a total rebuild job. It is it is a case of improving the squad which is difficult in one way because it's already at, at quite a high level because of the success they've had in the previous two windows. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the last two windows Newcastle have had under the new ownership, uh, got off to the flying start last January uh, with Trippier and Wood, and then, you know, three other signings coming in in the second half of the window. And then in the summer, they got off to the flying start again with a couple of signings, including Sven Botman. And then they've done a lot of the work at the end of the window. Um, so this time, um, I think you've just got to sort of like trust them to to, to do what they need to do in, in that those last throws. Uh, they do know that people are looking at them and possibly looking at trying to make a, a bit of a quick book where and when they can. And Newcastle are trying to make sure they've got that reputation where they're not just throwing money around. I mean, 
in you look at Nottingham Forest, funnily enough, the amount of signings they've made is just unbelievable. It, it is almost like um it's almost like playing football manager on a Friday night after the pub, just trying to sign everybody you can and then um worrying about the damage yeah. later. So I don't think that works, just bringing in players for the sake of it. And I think Newcastle know that they need to to, to to plan carefully and make the right decisions. And if those decisions don't come off, then they've got to just stick with the process they've got because they have still got a lot of good players who currently aren't getting a game at the minute. Hmm. I guess when you look back at the, the previous two windows, what we saw was in that January window, you know, a couple of players who they wanted, they didn't manage to sign someone like Botman, then arrived in the summer. Do you think whoever they may sign in the, in the next couple of weeks, it will be someone that they've had a long-term look at, you know, sending, whether it be Steve Nixon or another member of the, the department over to, to wherever to watch this player. It won't be someone where they've just gone maybe tomorrow and gone, all right, let's go and get that person. It will be someone um, that, that, they, that, that they've watched and, and worked out whether they'll fit into the squad, fit into the, the great, uh, you know, atmosphere that's in the dressing room, someone that they've really looked at hard. Yeah, and I think Eddie Howe, you know, he actually said it in one of his press conferences. He said, when I'm looking at a player, uh, I'm not doing it for the sake of it. I'm not doing it for the good of my health. I'm doing it because I want to sign that player. And when it gets when it gets onto sort of Eddie Howe's computer, then then that's when you know it's, it's a serious one. So I think they've, they've looked at lots of players, as always, been offered a lot of players. That's why you see, that's why you see so many links. Uh, uh, I've seen a lot of windows where you wonder why 100 players and it's because agents sometimes can be ringing round, clubs can be ringing round and you know it ends up in, in the path of the media and then you know they put their sort of take on it so not every link is 100% accurate that you see but at the end of the day um, there's going to be a, there's going to be some substance in in some of them um, somewhere because at the end of the day Newcastle um, they've got money to spend and people are trying as I say the, there's agents and clubs trying to make money from Newcastle situation so uh, it's a really it's a really test and window for Newcastle this one and all those rumours and links and gossip and of course the actual proper hard stories you can find. In our dedicated live blog over on chroniclelive.co.uk. That's updated nearly every 50 minutes or so. So do head over um, to that and bookmark that. Um, I guess one thing before we start talking about some of these these links, Lee, everyone's pulling in the same direction at Newcastle, you know, from, from Eddie Howe in the dressing room all the way up to the top level. And that's so refreshing when it comes to transfers because, of course, in the previous regime, we had maybe players pushed on to a manager, didn't really want them. We had managers wanting a position other people going well no we're not going for that you know we've got x amount in the bank and once that's spent that's spent the joe willick example maybe the joe linton example is another one but here everyone is singing off the same hymn sheet and just how refreshing must that be for eddie howe and, and of course for the fan base as well yeah well the structure's in place now at newcastle and it is still early days um uh, people getting used to to certain roles, but you know Newcastle made a good start with you know Dan Ashworth as a sporting director. Um, he's right on top of uh, all the transfers. Eddie Howe still has a huge share, if if not if not the ultimate say, in who uh, 
comes through the doors of the club. It's not a it's not a situation where we've had in the past where you had like Joe Kinnear um, trying to dictate to Alan Pardew who's going to sign. It's it's you know this is a proper setup. It's a proper arrangement, and you know Dan Ashworth's in the middle of that wheel that he spoke about, and you know he's he's dealing with all the different departments. So Eddie Howe, I would say, still has the ultimate say in which player comes into his dressing room. And at the end of the day, for Howe, he knows that it's it's on him, the signings. Um, so he's got to get the get the right guys uh, in the squad. But certainly, he's had uh, an excellent judgment uh, in his time at Newcastle so far. Great to see the ownership trust in Eddie's judgment in that, and, and like you say, so far it has paid off. Um. Given Newcastle are third in the league, Lee, you know, going great guns in the League Cup, but looking really uh, good odds to to at least qualify for for the Europa League, hopefully for for the Champions League. Do you think that would have changed the plans coming into this window, or do you see, you know, whatever happens in the remaining few weeks, largely would have been the same whether they were eighth or ninth, maybe you know, just outside the top ten. It, it hasn't really changed, despite the fact they are flying so high. Yeah, I mean, it's a really great question what you ask. And for me, it's like they've now got this this golden opportunity to get into the Champions League. You know, clubs have tried to spend millions and millions and failed to get in the Champions League. Newcastle have now got what you could look at as almost a 19-game season um, to achieve the goal of, of, well, it probably wasn't the goal at the start of the season, but to achieve the goal of getting into the Champions League. They've got 19 games to do it and they've got a good good buffer at the moment. So they've got a chance to to bring in the players that will help them get them there in the second half of the season. It's come probably much earlier than, than people expected, but at the end of the day, Eddie Howe um, will we'll see it as that opportunity. And I mean, you look at Saturday night, If I mean, we'll see how Spurs go this evening against Man City, but let's say... Spurs lose, Newcastle beat Crystal Palace, all of a sudden there's an eight-point gap between Newcastle and uh, fifth place. And, you know, you mentioned the Europa League there. The longer this goes on, the the higher, the longer Newcastle are up there, the more of a disappointment it will be if they, they do drop into the Europa League. But I don't even think the players will be looking at it like that. I think they're just trying to win every game. And it is the, the old cliché game by game, but that's exactly what the players have, have said to me. Um, I spoke to Alexander Isaac on um, Sunday night after the game and he said it's about staying humble and I think that's a great message that don't get don't get ahead of yourself, just keep focusing on on every week and the rest of it will take care take care of itself. Yeah, I'm getting credit or indeed fourth, they're not third. Of course, my United drew against Palace, so apologies for that. Um, hopefully back up to third over the weekend. Um, let's talk then, Lee, about probably the, the, the big story of, of the day. Um, Chris Wood tipped to go to Nottingham Forest, reports of a, of a loan deal with, a, with an option to buy. What's your latest understanding on that? Is that something that you, you can you can see happening? Well, my latest understanding as, as we speak is that Nottingham Forest, uh, want to sign Chris Wood. That's that part of it is is uh, is, is established now. Um, Newcastle obviously didn't plan to 
get rid of Chris Wood in this window. I don't. I think Chris Wood didn't plan to be leaving in this window. Uh, we spoke to him when we were in Saudi Arabia on the um, sort of pre-Christmas sort of winter tour uh, in Riyadh, and we sat down at the hotel with him and spoke to him, and he said he was committed. He wanted to at least see see out the uh, 18 months of his, his contract that he had remaining. Um, but, you know, in, in football, things can change quickly. I, I think if Eddie Howe has sanctioned Chris Wood leaving off, and I, and I haven't got that 100% yet, if that if that is the case, then um, I would expect him to, to want to bring someone else in um, to, to replace him. You know, I don't think he can... They, they need... The three central strikers. Um, they've obviously had tough times this season without Isaac and stuff. I don't think they want to be in that position in the second half of the season. So I think a replacement would would need to be sought. Although there are other players who can play in that central role, like Joel Linton and Saint Maximin, so it wouldn't probably be um, it wouldn't be the end of the world, but it wouldn't be ideal either. So so for me, I think it's it's one Nottingham Forest. They're the ones who are pushing for it. And I guess there'll be obligations within that deal um, to sort of talk about him as a possible loan player with a permanent deal at the end of it. Yeah, it's certainly going to be an interesting one. And, and, and most of the comments, I think, Lee, when people have been reading this story is about what would happen to the Newcastle striking options because you have Alexander Izak, you have Callum Wilson, um, thankfully, at the moment, both fit and both performing rather well. But they have got, you know, a history of injuries. And you, even if they were the, the most fittest, the two fittest players in the Premier League, having just two central strikers is always a massive gamble, isn't it? But if Chris Wood was to go, how how easy would it be to bring someone in, do you think, to, and, and kind of sell them the move, which essentially would be... Um, your third choice behind Isaac and behind Callum Wilson? Or is it a case, look, it's a move to Newcastle United, you're going to want to come here regardless of whether you're first, first choice or third choice? Oh, I think there'll be, a, there'll be a long queue of uh, players jumping on that chance uh, to, to get the move to Newcastle. Uh, it's a different proposition to what it was 12 months ago. So I think really 12 months ago, people were like, oh, I could sign and Newcastle could be in the championship. Dan Byrne, for example, he he admitted that, that it could have gone another way. You know, he could have signed for his boyhood team and he could have like ended up being, playing in the championship. But he was prepared to take that gamble. We're not in those realms anymore. We're in the realms of Newcastle could be playing in the Champions League next season. So you, you, you've got a real opportunity to to play at the, the top table of, uh, you know, the continental competition and it would be a, a massive, uh, massive move for anyone who made it. So I don't think there'd be any shortage of players who, who would want to sign for Newcastle at the moment. Certainly want to watch it. Although Chris Wood hasn't got the goals um, that many maybe thought he would do, one thing he has shown is a fantastic attitude. You know, obviously well-liked within the camp, but he, he has got a fantastic attitude. And that's something that Eddie Howe's mentioned, isn't Lee, about finding the right character you know, and that is another kind of, I, I don't really want to use the word issue, but I'm going to, it's another issue to deal with when you are trying to go out and add to your to your squad, because one of the main assets of Newcastle United right now 
is the group and is the feeling within the group. It's 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 amazing. But at some point, the boat might be rocked when you go out and buy a, a you know a, a new player, and that's something they're going to have to get the balance with. Yeah, I mean, it's not something Eddie House exactly had a, a problem with uh, so far. He's, he's got the, I don't know, he's, he's got the magic really to persuade someone that it's okay to to wait for your chance. Jacob Murphy is a great example of that this week. If we're looking for examples, Jacob Murphy hasn't started a game since uh, November in the Premier League. Yeah, he's coming off the bench and he's playing, he's playing like, you know, his life depends on it as if it's a Champions League final. You've seen him come on against Fulham, and he had a huge part in that goal. And you know, I think he's, a, I think he's a, a really good, capable player. That you know, when we're talking before about Newcastle, have still got good players on board, and you know, there's not as much pressure. Well, Jacob Murphy for me is is one of those players because one, he's he's a supporter of the club, but two, I think he's shown that he's prepared to fight for his his place at the club. You know, he went out on loan to a place like West Brom, Sheffield come back and it would have been so easy for him to just just completely sulk and just look for a move but you know he fought for his place got on with it and, and now he's, he's doing exactly the same again and uh wouldn't surprise me if he plays a big part in you know the closing sort of stages of the season and, and comes up one of the big moments certainly helped uh, get a big win on on sunday against fulham yeah, it was a lovely takedown, wasn't it, for him, which kind of started the move. And I think aside from Chris Wood, or he might even be equal with Chris Wood, I think he's Eddie Howe's most used substitute. So that shows you how much faith he's he's got in Jacob Murphy. Um, we've got some questions in the comments. What I'll do is uh, we will turn... I mean, there are a few people saying they wouldn't want to sell Chris Wood or loan him out before the um, the League Cup uh, games against Southampton, just in case uh, it goes to penalties. Because he is uh, he is very good at penalties, but um, yeah, we'll see what happens with that one. Um, there's been a, a lot of questions over the midfield, Lee, kind of accelerated by that injury to, to Bruno Gimaresh. A lot of people, I think, even before Bruno picked up that injury, and, and thankfully it seems it won't be as bad as, as some feared. They were still a bit lacking in that midfield. You know, you have. You have Sean Longstaff, you have Joe Linton, Bruno Gomes, Joe Willick, but that's kind of all you have because of the injury to Shelby. Elliot Anderson's picked up a knock as well. Do you see them making a move in this window for a midfielder? They've been linked to the likes of Tielemans, to Ruben Neves. Is it a position you can see Newcastle looking to strengthen? Uh, absolutely, because I think Eddie Howe's already touched on it, hasn't he, really, saying... They are light in numbers in that position. Great news that Bruno's injury isn't as bad as first feared, but just goes to show you, you lose a couple of players in a certain position, like Shelby and Bruno, and then the next thing, they're, uh, you, you know, you, you're one or two injuries or a suspension away from possibly, uh, you know, having a bit of a crisis on your hands, really. And with a potential cup final on the horizon, then... Uh, you wouldn't want you wouldn't want to be going in that Wembley game um, with the opportunity to make history and be a couple of players short on the day. So I think that's an area that we'll be looking at. But by the same token, Eddie Howe's said it himself that they are looking in every position. They're looking at young players. They're looking at players for now. They're looking at players that send out on loan. So there, there is a lot of options, and they are being very shrewd with the business at the moment. It seems the main links, especially in that kind of midfield area, they are, are coming 
from players who are already in the Premier League. Do you think that experience of playing in, in the top flight here in England is is something that is Eddie Howe's particularly looking out for when he's he's looking at his shortlist for players he might be bringing in? Um, I, I, I see where you're going with it, but you know, you look at someone like Isaac and Bruno, they weren't exactly players who had um, Premier League experience under the belt. So I think he's just looking for what you would call the elite player. And he, he's just wanting, he's paying for the mentality. You know, look at Bruno on Sunday. He didn't want to come off. And, you know, by the end of the, by the, end of the first half, he was literally in tears because he must have been obviously going through the pain barrier, but he's obviously was processing at the time because the, the clever guys, some of these, Bruno must have been processing at the time that he could possibly miss a cup final here with this injury. And that's the sort of player you want on your team that they just don't want to miss a second of action. So Eddie Howe's looking for those players that I would say are the elite player and trying to get Newcastle um, you know, to the highest level they can get. In terms of midfielder, have you got any insight into what maybe sort of midfielder they're looking for? Is it someone that's a bit more defensive where they can break up the players? Is it someone that can score a few more goals than maybe the likes of, of Bruno Willick Jolinton have, have done? Is it someone that can spray the ball about um, like Shelby can? It, it, or is it maybe a mixture of all three? Where do you think Newcastle will be aiming aiming for in terms of this this midfielder? Well, I think I spoke to someone at the start of the season, or, or maybe it was the it was the end of last season, I think, actually, and they were talking about Bruno actually wanting to play further forward. And so that, that could come into the equation. But I think hard workers is is the um probably what I would be saying there because Newcastle, the way they play now, you know, the flying forward, uh it's it's great to see. How, how hard players are working. You look at Sean Longstaff's heat map the other day and he was everywhere, covered every blade of grass and that's that's what Eddie Howe's introduced to these players, that, um, what what can be achieved. And Kieran Trippier said it as well. He said, you know, even if you're not playing well, you need to be running around a lot and that sounds like really similar advice but we've had it in the past where players haven't been running around, they've been more but around that's why you're down in the bottom half of the table when when you when you have that attitude. You know you've got to try and make things happen, and you've got a group of players now who are trying to make things happen in a big way. One hundred percent. And and Graham Morton's made a good point here that we're shopping in the quality aisle now, not cut cut price. Whoever comes in will be able to make an impression, and you can see that Lee with the the names who are linked, the likes of Ruben Neves, who I think this time last year was linked to Manchester United. Thielman's another one that was linked to to Arsenal and Manchester United. You know, these are top quality midfielders who have proven they can do it in the Premier League. And and that's but that's the bar Newcastle have set now with the likes of Trippier and Bruno, who I know who wasn't in the top flight, but that's where their level is at now. Yeah, I, w- I would agree to that to an extent. But what I would also say is, is that it's it's not just... It is, it is quality and you do want to be in the quality aisle, but uh, the out-of-contract players, the Bosmans... That having the sort of acumen to to go out and sign a player who, you know, you, you could be picking up a twenty million pound player for nothing in June. You know, there's players on that list that scoured the out of contract um, players. So I don't think you can 
necessarily say the bargain line's closed for business or the bargain aisle is closed for business because it could still be one of those out there as well. So I think uh, from from Newcastle's point of view, they've just got to be really clever in the transfer market, which which they have been. There, to be fair, you look at you look at some of the clauses that they've triggered. Um, you know, bringing in Nick Pope for the price they got him was just unbelievable business. Like best goalkeeper in Europe for like ten million pound. It's like you know, it's just beyond belief. Where you, where you consider where Newcastle, the journey we're all on as fans, and you see it where Newcastle were and where they are now is just just unbelievable. Yes, and yeah, I was I was just going to mention there the success they've had with with the clauses in the in uh, in, in the contracts. You know, knowing just knowing that either for, you know, instance, Green Chipper he wanted to come back to England, knowing that, or Chris Wood had a release clause of whatever. Uh, you know, it's 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 doing their homework, like you say, and that's it's been really impressive to see that. Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's also been a link to, um, well, more than a link to Ivan Finesta, the young uh, fullback from La Liga. Um, we know, Lee, I think he did the story that Steve Nixon's already, you know, scouted him quite a few times, um, and that that any deal would potentially see him maybe loaned back to to his club over in Spain before arriving permanently on on Tyneside in the summer. Um, can you give us any update on on that? Is that still something that's ongoing in the background? Yeah, I think Newcastle are still still very much sort of active in in that in that transfer um his his agent is obviously over here now i think there was it's caused a flurry of excitement um with his agency uh, there, was, there was some contacts with them yesterday and it's it's one where there's obviously other other teams interested but i think newcastle could be the best move for him but you know you've got arsenal man united in there could go down there and be down the pecking order, or he could come here, go on loan to his, his current and start for you know, really in and around it. So that'll be a, a choice for him, I guess. But Newcastle approved if um, agents don't want to do a deal, they'll quickly move on to somebody else. Yeah, they're not going to be yeah. Um just a quick comment here from Dan Kane. He asks, do you think Sean Longstaff is going to be put under the microscope if we do sign someone? I mean, you've already mentioned there, Lee, how well he did on on uh, Sunday, wasn't it, when Bruno went off, stepping into that that kind of anchor role, pulling the passes, putting the cross in, which led to the goal. You know, he, he's really um, been in the best form of his career for, for, for the last kind of few weeks. And I suppose anyone that comes in, you know, they're going to have to. They're going to have to compete against Sean Longstaff and and try and get him out of the first team. Let alone the likes of Bruno and Joe Linton and, and Joe Willick. Yeah, I mean it's for me. I've I've watched Sean Longstaff go right through the the club system. So it's it's great when you see a player um, really take his chance. And I think 
I think I remember watching him in a reserve game where I think he scored about three or four goals one night and um, he just went from strength to strength. Then he had, obviously, issues with um, sort of the reserve team coaching staff and there was like a time where there was a question mark over his head, which I couldn't believe at the time. I couldn't believe that they were prepared to to not really push this player on. Rafa Benitez, um, he rectified that. And then... Obviously, had injury problems, um, issues with Steve Bruce and his career. <clears throat> you wondered which direction it was going to go in, but Eddie Howe's really sort of coached the player and got him back to that. If you go back to that level where when he first came on the scene in 2019 and he had like pundits like Jamie Redknapp were like really enthusiastic about him because he was playing well and then he got injured. Uh, at West Ham I think it was um, and now I think he, he's been pretty much put back into that category um, where he was and but probably with a little bit more probably an all-round polished player and the thing is like some people were like criticising his finishing but I know that there's goals in that player as well because I've seen it he's, he's scored a few anyway for Newcastle we've, we've, we've all seen it but I think there's probably more goals in. So when you're talking about midfield, other positions he can play in, he's a valuable player because obviously he can play further back. He can play, you know, in the number eight role. He can play further up as well. I think he played as a number 10 at Bournemouth a few years ago and had a really good game, scored a goal. So there's there's so much Newcastle can do with him. And really, it's it's just great that it's, uh, it's paying off for him at the minute because uh, he's such a good guy. Yeah, Graham says every team needs a workhorse. Longstaff has grasped, grasped his chance and repaid Eddie uh, back in spades. Fair play to the lads. And I'm just glad to see him getting in the positions where he's he's going to score goals. You know, yes, he's missed a few chances in, in the, the previous few games, but, you know, he's getting in them positions consistently, which is which is can only benefit him. And, and you know, once one goes in, the rest will probably follow. It'll be like a domino effect. So um, great to see. There's been a lot of interest, Lee, in what Chelsea are doing at the moment, spending like there's no tomorrow, um, and and what that potentially means for their fringe players. And, and one person in particular, Conor Gallagher, who was strongly linked to Newcastle last summer and in the January before that as well. Um, he, he went to Crystal Palace and he, he did well there on loan. He's been in and out of the side under, under Potter. And with the signings that they've made so far this window, you suspect that he's not really going to get much um, an opportunity first team anyway. Could you see Newcastle maybe looking to take advantage of the situation down at Chelsea and looking at them fringe players who are quality um, and maybe looking to bring someone in like Gallagher in? Um, I think with with Chelsea now, because we've kind of we've kind of like shot off into the distance really, and we we're, we're occupying a place what they would like to be in which is Champions League, I think it'll be difficult for them to, to do too much business with us. I'm sure that there will be possibilities, but if I'm Graham Potter and I'm under pressure, um, I'm going to I'm gonna be thinking, am I going to loan my players to Newcastle so that they can, you know, get that Champions League place that really we should be getting? Uh, that, that would be a difficult one. Different... A different time now to the summer. In the summer, Newcastle was probably a good club for Chelsea alone players to. But now, obviously, things have changed a bit. So, um, 
I think it's watch this space on that one. Yeah, you're right. You wouldn't want to uh, be given a, a, a rival team the 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 advantage, would you? I mean, imagine if you kind of got like a guy arrived and scored the goal that secured a Champions League spot for Newcastle instead of Chelsea. It would be a it would be something that Chelsea would live to regret. Um, Luis Carrius has signed a new deal or an extension to the deal, Lee. Um, you know, he's he's impressed Eddie Howe, even though he he's barely barely featured. And I think a lot of people were impressed with him um, over in Saudi in the friendly. What what's the thinking behind that? Is that just a, a, another body to add competition to the goalkeeping department? Does it mean someone like Carl Darlow or Martin Dubravka might head out? Uh, what, what does it all mean for that department? Well, it was a strange one because when we were in Saudi Arabia, it was that was the talk of the camp was uh, Laurius Carius signing his new deal, and um, then it went quiet for a while while the negotiations were going on. But they've got that done now, so. That's a good quality goalkeeper to have on board. Um, you can't have five goalkeepers, so I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, it will be Carl Darlow, uh, could be in contention for a loan move. Uh, hasn't done anything wrong, really, apart from, you know, being the side and, and push on. So trying to push on and being able deputy to, to Nick Pope, who's been, let's be, let's be honest, he's like player of the season candidate. So it's, it's tough. Um, someone's got to probably leave the squad. So for Eddie Howe, he'll just be happy that he's going to have three or four quality goalkeepers to pick from. Yeah, it's great. I mean, all those good teams have had those quality goalkeepers down the years, and it's what you need, isn't it, to uh, to try and ensure some success. Just, just briefly, Lee, on on other potential. Um, I mean, loans. We've mentioned there. The, the Chris Wood situation and, and, and what that would potentially mean in terms of maybe an incoming. But is there anyone maybe in the youth set, set up that you think could be handed an opportunity? We know Ali Anderson's well thought of and he's, he has picked up a knock, but it doesn't look like he'll be going out on loan. But could someone like Dylan Stevenson be handed an opportunity to, to, to maybe replace Wood if indeed Wood does go to Forest? I'm sure he would jump at the chance if he was. Uh, we spoke to him um, after the 1 5 0. In Riyadh, and he came off the bench and scored, which was a great moment for him. Um, certainly a player that would be hungry to try and push on and do that, but if we're being a bit more realistic about it, he would probably benefit more going out on loan, getting 20 games under his belt, um, getting some goals, getting some confidence, then coming back in pre-season uh, where he can push a game because you know he's one of the, one of the best players in the under-21s at the moment. Yeah, and we talk about Longstaff and his um, success out of um, loan at Blackpool and what have you, you know, a success story of what happens when you can go out on loan and hopefully if Stevenson does get a move, the same can happen. Um, just briefly then, Lee, Crystal Palace on, on Saturday, we saw them draw 1-1 with My United um, last night. Won't be an easy game, Selhurst Park, always, always a difficult place to go. How do you think Newcastle approach this one? Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one. Um, Palace, up until last night, was struggling badly. Uh, got absolutely turned over off Tottenham at the start of the year, been knocked out of the cup. But they've, they got probably got a deserved point last night and that'll give them confidence. I think Pat Riviera was saying afterwards it felt like a win. So he'll be trying to, to, to get everything he can from his players. But it's a, it's certainly a game what you know Newcastle the season they've had, they'll be going down there expecting 
to win. Um, that's where they've come in a short space of time. I remember going down to Crystal Palace uh, in the last few seasons, and if you got a point, you were like really, really happy with it. You were like getting the train back up home, thinking, "What, what a good point that was." Um, obviously, Newcastle have won down there as well. The one in the lockdown season, and I think it was um, Graham Jones guided Newcastle to a point there last year uh, in caretaker charge. So it's a tough place to go, but it's a good ground um, for Callum Wilson. So I think he might be um, looking forward to this game. Fingers crossed. And we will, of course, talk to you before the League Cup semi-final. But just give me your thoughts on on the draw. I mean, you'll be down to St Mary's and the away fans will be down there in their numbers. I think it's about 3,000 tickets they've got. Um, it is a brilliant opportunity, isn't it, to get to that that first League Cup semi-final since since 76? Well, really, because Newcastle have played the Cup so well. Obviously, the FA Cup was a disappointment, but they played the League Cup so well, getting the, getting the selections right. And the beauty about this now is there's two legs. So it's going to be wide open. Um, even if you do get a bad result down there, which I'm not expecting Newcastle to do, you've still got St James's Park waiting for you to potentially roar you to Wembley. Um, so I think it's a real, real opportunity to to finally just break this duck and finally get silverware in the cabinet. But there's a long way to go yet. But 180 minutes, where I think everybody in Newcastle will just be literally watching the screens if they're not down at St Mary's, of course. Pubs will be packed. Um, will be not people will be focused on nothing but Newcastle trying to get to a cup final, which it's exciting. I've been in this position for a long time, and it's uh, it's great to, to to be in this position in January. Where sometimes we've been here as Newcastle fans, and the season's over. The season's over, apart from maybe a relegation battle. So to have that to play for and Champions League contention, it's just an exciting time to to be around Newcastle at the moment. 100% it is. And we'll bring you, of course, all the build-up to that game. But first, it will be the game against Crystal Palace. Lee will be down at Selhurst Park to bring live coverage of that over on our website. You can also find Lee over on YouTube. If you just search Lee Ryder, you'll see Lee's uh, YouTube channel and he brings you content from, from his trips away and home. So do hit subscribe on that as well. And head over to chroniclelive.co.uk where our live dedicated transfer blog is underway. Um, you really will want to keep an eye on that because we'll keep you up to date with everything that's going on Garden Newcastle and the January transfer window late. Thanks for popping on to the pod, to you guys watching and listening. Thank you very much for tuning in and enjoy the rest of it.